Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We fix our eyes on you today, Jesus. You are the beginner, you are the author of our faith. It's all about you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you reveal yourself in Jesus to us. You've made a way for us. Would you speak to us this morning? Would you use this cracked pot, this vessel just to speak today, your truth. I ask for ears to be opened, for people to hear your voice today. Speak to us today through your word, by the power of your spirit. Amen. Amen. Take a seat. It's it's a little bit strange being up here, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, uh, my name's Tim, and uh, I'm part of this church with my wife Rachel and two little boys and another boy to come in about four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So it's all, it's all go in our house. And, uh, but it's good. God's good. Life is busy. Those of you know that I, I've just, me and Rachel have taken over the work at Love Preston. Uh, we've got some amazing volunteers who are sitting right here. Karen and, uh, and Kath, who do some great work for us. And other, others of you have seen the different things that we do at the charity. So... So about two months now we've been here. It feels like we've been here a lot longer. <laughs> Just trying to get my head around everything and what we're doing. Um, but the reason why we're here is Jesus, you know, has called us to be here. And um, we can make our plans. We can, you know, think it'd be good to do this, it'd be good to go there. But really, you know, as a family... Um, what we try to do more than anything is just to hear God's voice and just what he wants for us and where he wants us to go. And so we're here, we're part of this, this church and it's a great, it's an exciting time. It's a good time to be here um, It's part of this church, just moved building. Um, it's like Tom was just saying something before, it's like when you move house, there's, that, there's, there's always a bit of a while before you feel comfortable and you feel relaxed so there is a bit of that, you know, we're kind of getting used to our seats and, 
um, you know, the decor, and I'm not sure about that, and, you know, so there's, there's, different, there's different things. Um, you know, the, the uh, Jack and Sue, obviously, the, um, their heart has gone into this, and you can just see their stamp all over it, and it's great, but, you know, it, it's for all of us to, to feel like we, we're part of this, and we're, and we're um, it's, the church is the people, isn't it? And it's not just this building, so, you know, I'm sure they'd want us just to be a part of everything that's going on. And, uh, but it will take a little while just to get used to how everything works. Um, my message is very simple today, and um, I'm a fairly simple person. So, <laughs> and, um, you know, when, when someone asks you to speak, a thousand thoughts go through your head. And you think, okay, maybe I could speak on this and on this. And, you know, God's just made it really clear, actually. Um, He wanted me to talk about um, coming to him, coming to Jesus today. And um, there's there's life, especially for me at this moment, can be quite overwhelming. And there's so much going on um, just in your own lives and and then, you know, let alone on the news and what's going on in our, in our families and the people around us in the city. There's just so much going on. And we can be so overwhelmed by everything that's going on. And, um, you know, the world is a busy place. It's, you know, it's so fast-paced. There's so much going on. And I think in those moments, we need to come back to what is the simple things, you know. I think, I think the devil wants to complicate things and he wants to complicate our lives and um and jesus you know we just see in his life whenever he was speaking he would say he would just cut right through and he, sometimes he'd only say a few words but he would just cut right through and it, it would be come to me or it would be follow me or it would be stand it would be get up and walk there was just a simplicity to what he said and and um Whenever there's so much going on, that's, that's the place I come back to. And I think that's where he wants us to come back to as well. We can get so confused sometimes. Um, and especially, you know, as Christians, we can look at theology. We can look at this and what we believe in and what we, we're not sure about. And we can wrestle with lots of things. And, but, you know, the, the message is fairly simple when it comes down to it. And... Um, and I think and, and it's about fixing our eyes on Jesus. You know, it's about coming to him daily. It's about immersing ourselves in him, in his word. Jesus is the word, it says in, in um, John's gospel. Um, so, you know, the, the scriptures, it says in another verse, bear witness to him. So this Bible is all about Jesus you know, that the Old Testament is looking forward to Jesus and then he's revealed um, in the Gospels as a man and then we have all the letters and the subsequent um, books and they're all talking about Jesus. It's all about him. And uh, we need to not lose sight of uh, the simple message. And um, so there's just two things I want to look at today and um, quite well-known verses but I, I just feel this is what God really wants us to, to look at today. And the first one is come to me. And then the second one I'll be looking at is follow me. So there's a coming to him. He wants us to come to him, continually come to him. 
And then he doesn't want us just to stay there. He wants us to follow him. There's, a, there's things to do. There's a, there's a, um, he wants us to be active in the things we're doing. But it's kind of like we need to do both <laughs> at the same time. We need to keep coming. We need to keep following. Um, it's not just about doing. It's about um, being with him as we go. So let's look at a few scriptures. So we're going to look at come, come to me. So just a, a few scriptures um, that Jesus really talks about this. So let's turn to John chapter 6, verse 35. If I can find John, that'd be good. Here we go. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still not believe. Still do not believe. All whom the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. So that's a, a promise from God. It's a promise from Jesus. It says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. So he's our provision. He's, he is all we need. He's saying it there. We come to him. So that's one of the, first, one of the times he says, come to me. And then... And we also notice when we look at those verses that when we come to Jesus, it's, it's a two-way thing. God, the Father, is working in us to draw us to Jesus. So there's something about the Trinity, about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all working together. It says that no one comes um, to Jesus unless the Father has drawn them. So... So when you feel led to come to Jesus, it's because the Father's working in us and the Holy Spirit's drawing us to him. And um, let's look at another verse, John chapter 7 and verse 37. John seven thirty-seven. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. This he meant, uh, by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him would later receive. So this, is, this was actually Jesus declaring out in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. He's declaring that he again, is what we need, water and food, the basic things that we need. He, he is all that we need. And we come to him because we get dry. You know, we, we keep going, we keep going, we keep going, but we need to come to him to be filled up again um, so that the Holy Spirit can, can flow through us. There's that kind of picture there. And then I just want to look at another Another well-known verse, and we're going to look at this in a bit more in depth. And it's Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. 
At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Fantastic verses. They're just verses we need to speak over ourselves. Whenever you get to that point where we're feeling overwhelmed, read these verses. Come to me. Come to Jesus. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. There's something simple. It starts off in verse 25 and it, it talks about you know, uh, revealing things to little children. There's a simplicity. Um, you know, um, just this morning I was talking to my son, Wes, and you have, when you're trying to explain things to children, you have to simplify things, don't you? And he was, he was, we were talking about Jesus and, and God and, and I was trying to explain the gospel in the simplest way I could. And so I was, you know, saying, well, it's like um, there's a river or there's a, there's, a, there's a gap and, you know, on one side is us and on the other side is God, you know, and there's this big gap in between and we can't, there's no way we can get across. And Jesus is the bridge, you know. Jesus is the bridge or, or it could be that there's the cross and the cross is kind of moved down and so we come, we come through Jesus, we go across to God and, and it's like, oh, I understand that. You know, it's like really simple. And there's something about, um, you know, God just wants us to grasp things. It, it's, it's not that difficult, you know. Um, we need to come to him um, not with our lofty ideas and all our, all our ideas and theologies and you know it's what's the, the 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 simplicity of the gospel we need to come back to and um, and and it you know it starts with come come to me so in verse uh, twenty eight says come to me all you know every word is important in the Bible. And the word all <laughs> is quite a big important one there. So come to me, everyone, come to me, everyone can come to Jesus. It doesn't matter what you believe, you know, what stage of life you're in, young, old, where you're from, anyone can come to Jesus. And that's, that's the gospel, that's the gospel. Anyone can come to him. And um, no one is excluded so we need to remember that, especially in a church context, you know, on a Sunday morning or any gathering we have when we're meeting his church, it's for all. It's not just for, you know, certain people, it's for anyone. And that's the invitation, so we need to be the same. Um, and then the promise is, when we come to him, I will give you rest. Now there's a, you know, the... Like I said before, Jesus' words are quite simple. 
and what he says. But obviously, behind that, sometimes it can be complicated. You know, it's like he says, come to me, okay? It sounds quite straightforward. But what, what is it that can stop us coming to him? And like we've been singing about this morning, it's like surrender. You know, that, that's, part, that's our part. You know, it's like surrendering to him, coming to him. Um, so there's things like pride we need to deal with, you know. Um, there's, there's, yeah, sort of pride. And sometimes, obviously, it's spiritual blindness. We just don't know. We don't know. That's why we need to tell each other. <laughs> Interesting noises going on. Um, yeah, so, so there's that side of, for those of us who, who are Christians or profess to be a Christian, um, a lot of the time, for me, it's pride. I can do it on my own. I don't need God. I'm quite happy just doing things and going along. And then there's the other, the other side of people who actually don't know Jesus at all. And so there's that sort of spiritual blindness. They don't know that they need to come to Jesus. They don't know that they need a saviour. And um, so there's two different levels there. Um, but yeah, part of com- coming to him um, is, is that sort of the pride in us and, um, and actually believing that if we just let our guard down and we come to him, that we will have rest, that he will be able to give us what we need. And I, th- I think one of the things I've learned um, over the years is that Jesus gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. So, you know, we can come and we have all these things that we want and we think is what we need in our life, but actually it's not at all. You know, Jesus actually gives us what we need. And a lot of the times, you know, I may I maybe come to in prayer or I'll just spend some time just, just with God and um, I, I kind of go away and I think, well, I haven't really got anything that I sort of wanted or, but that's not the point, but I feel at rest and I feel at peace and that's what I actually needed, you know, so, so that's the, so Jesus will always give us what we need, not necessarily what we want. And then the verses go on to talk about uh, taking his yoke upon us and then obviously it's using that picture of um, being yoked together as the cattle used to be yoked together. And, um, but there's something about that picture as well. It's like a close proximity where you have to be close to be yoked to something. Um, so they're taking the weight. They're taking, um, it's like side by side, in step. And in, this, you know, in these verses, it's kind of listening, it's watching, it's trusting. But he's taking the weight. He's taking um, the burden our burdens. You know, one of my prayers every day, every morning, um, I don't know whether you do this, but it's just to give him everything for the day. You know, it's just to whatever we have to do, whatever, whether it's um, different jobs we have to do. Um, you know, I literally, it doesn't have to take a long time, but it's just, you know, uh, be. I, I always kind of pray as a father, as a son, as a brother, um, in my work life, all of these different things, I just lay them at his feet, you know, because they can become burdens, all of these things. And this verse is what it says, you know, come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So it's just laying all of these things um, at his feet. And the best time to do that is the beginning of the day. And just, you know, asking him um, just to give me wisdom for all the different things I need to do. Um, and direction. And then it says, learn from me. So there's that side that we need to always be teachable. Um, this is a pride thing as well sometimes. Um, you know, a lot of, obviously, a lot of teaching today um, we can get from lots of different sources and, and it's, you know, a lot of it is good. And, but, but there's that sense that we just need to have a soft heart, you know, what we're listening to and um, people just within our own church and people who are giving us advice and don't be kind of too proud to just take. Um, sometimes it may not be the easiest words we hear. Um, it could be challenging, but um, we have to trust that God is speaking through, through people as well. Um, but especially from Jesus, and we need to always learn from him. And then he goes on to say that he is gentle and humble in heart. And his gentleness and his humility is, is strong. It's not a weak thing. Sometimes we can think humility is being weak, but actually Jesus you know, was, was completely confident and strong, and, but he was gentle. And um, this, his humility, um, he came to serve. And they said in the Bible that he came as a servant to serve all. Even though he was the greatest, he came as a servant. So that's the attitude we need to have as well. But um, just that characteristic of who he is, he comes in a gentle way. And again, he repeats the words, you will find rest. Um, yeah, there's, there's something about Christian life that we do experience, you know. Um, we should be feeling peace. <laughs> we should be feeling rest. Obviously, there's different things go on, but that there is, it's an experiential thing, you know. We should feel forgiven. You know, it says that I have washed away your sin. We should feel cleansed. We should feel forgiven. That's part of the Christian life. And if we don't feel at peace, at rest, forgiven, then there's something not right. And that's what part of these verses are. Come to me. And just throw, like the verses in Hebrews that I read at the beginning, just throw off the sin. Throw off the things that entangle us because we should be feeling free. We should be feeling... Um, yeah. Um, so there's a so there's, if you're not even just right now this morning, you know, if you're in a place where you're just not feeling at peace, it's not Jesus. It, there's something in us, you know, and and that's that's part of why I feel God sort of led me to speak about this today. Is that if you're in that place, only Jesus can can sort us out, you know. And we what we need to. Let our guard down. We need to just give him whatever the problems are, whatever it is, um, so we can find rest, so we can find peace in him. And then it goes on to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So again, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a feeling there of lightness, there's joy, 
uh, when we walk close to Jesus. And, you know, Jesus doesn't say that we're not going to go through hard times. He doesn't say, I'm going to take it all away. But he does say, in the midst of that, you can be at peace. You can be at rest. So wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we can still come to him. And we may be going through horrendous things, but actually, we can be at rest. There can be a joy that kind of carries us through. Um, A couple of years ago, some of you know, um, a couple of years ago I was in hospital and I had had a brain surgery and it all happened very, very quickly. Suddenly found myself in intensive care, um, life-threatening situation. And, you know, speak to me or Rachel about it. And it, you know, after the event, it doesn't feel like a really bad time. And that's because he, you know, we found rest in him. We found peace in him. So it wasn't, from the outside, it looked awful. You know, people are like, are you okay? Is everything okay? But actually... God just gave us that peace, gave us that rest to carry us through. And so that's my kind of personal testimony in in that sense. So you can be going through the worst of circumstances, you know. um, But he's there with us right in those those situations. And I'm sure many of you can can relate to that. Um, I love the way the message puts these same verses. I'm just going to read them. Are you tired... Yes. (laughs) Worn out. (laughs) Burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's great, isn't it? Great way of putting it. Uh, It just makes it so relevant, you know, because we can all relate to this. But he doesn't change those words, come to me. You know, he might change a lot of others, but it's still the same words, come to me. So we come to him, but then it doesn't just stay there. There's there's things that he wants us to do. So he wants us to follow him. So he says, follow me. So let's just look a little bit into this. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. There's lots of scripture this morning, I'm not going to apologise for that, but I think there's something about just looking at the word and letting the word speak for itself um, is a good thing. So Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. So this is to the disciples, he didn't beat around the bush, he just said, come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out as fishes of men, or to fish for people, it says in here. Um, so he, he was quite direct with his disciples, come to me. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Richard actually called it a Britney Spears mic before. It's not quite, quite my style, but there we go. Anyway, get used to these things. 
Let's continue. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Come, follow me. And then in, in Luke 9, verse 23... Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for me will save it. So that's the cost, isn't it? You know, we come, we come to him, but then he says, follow me. And it's, it's our life. It's exactly what Lydia was talking about before and about our, putting ourselves on the altar. And he, you know, he values us so much that it's our very life. You know, he, he cares about us so much. Um, he says, come to me, just lay your life down before me and follow me and then you will have true life. You will have real life. Um, and then in Luke 14... He echoes similar words. Luke 14, verse 27. If anyone comes to me, uh, verse 27, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So they're not easy words, <laughs> they're simple words, but they're not easy words, but it's, it's our life, isn't it? It's just laying our life down uh, before him and following him. And then I'll just read this out, John 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John twelve twenty six, it says, whoever serves me must Follow me. So again, Jesus' words are quite clear. Um, follow me. We know these words, they're so, we hear them, sometimes we hear them too much, you know, and we can, um, the meaning gets a bit lost. So that's why it's good just to come back to the simplicity of come to me and then follow me. And then I just want to look at um, just one passage of scripture which really, uh, hopefully will help us this morning in, um, in talking about following Jesus. And that's John chapter 10 uh, from verse 3. And this is about the, Jesus being the good shepherd. And it gives us some keys to um, how we are to follow him. So John 10 and from verse 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And then in verse 14, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. This is a a fantastic picture of who Jesus is. He's a shepherd. He's the shepherd of his sheep. We are his sheep. He is the good shepherd. 
And the, one of the first things um, it talks about here is listening to his voice. So we need to hear his voice. And there's something about um, posturing our lives in a way so we hear his voice continually. So we're in a, in a place where we can hear his voice. So it may be, um, you know, what are we listening to? I just felt God saying this morning, sort of, what are we listening to? What are the, um, is it, are we listening to the word? Are we listening to the news? Are we listening to what other people say? Um, His word should be priority and his voice is priority. We need to let people speak into us, speak into um, our lives, God's word. And then he goes on to say, he calls us by name. So we get our identity from him. We get our worth from God. Not from the world, not from what people think. Our identity is in him. And he gives us a name. He gives us worth. Um, And he knows us. There's something comforting when someone knows your name. If you go to a place and there's thousands of people and someone walks up to you and asks, you know, says your name, then... There's that connection straight away. But you can feel lost if people don't know who you are. And, um, but Jesus knows your name and he knows who you are and he knows exactly what you're going through. Um, and that's what he says to us. He calls us by name. And then it says he leads us and goes ahead of us. So, you know, there's that, that element of do we trust that he knows best for us? Do, do we trust that where he's leading us is the best way. So we need to trust him, follow him. And then it goes on to say that the sheep recognize his voice and they follow. Do we recognize the voice of Jesus? Um, When he speaks to us, do we know it's him? How familiar is his voice? And the only way you can get familiar with someone's voice is that you spend time with them. Um, keep coming back to this thing you know Jesus comes back to it continually the Bible comes back to it continually you know the more time we spend with someone the more time the more we get to know them the more re- more we recognize them and there's no one better to spend our time with than Jesus so we recognize his voice and I just felt to say you know does he have to shout or can he whisper? Can, can Jesus just whisper something in our ear and we hear it? Or does he have to get our attention? Does he have to, you know, do we have to move things out of the way to actually hear what he's saying? It may just be how, how we are in our life, just the busyness of life and things, you know, it's not always our fault, but there may be certain things in the way that we just need to move out of the way, create that space so we can hear, hear him. Um, and then we can, the more time we spend with him, we recognize his words to us. And then it, it gives us a warning as well. It says, never follow a stranger's voice. So they never follow, if they don't hear his voice or they hear something else, and they actually run away. You know, so there's, it says in the Bible about fleeing from the devil, resisting the devil. If, if there's things that come to us which we, we just know something's not right, we just need to, you know, it says resist the devil and he will flee. Or we just need to come, come to Jesus. We need to um, walk away from those voices. 
And then it finishes in verse 16. It says, I have other sheep that are not of this pen, this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So part of us following Jesus is to tell other people it's not just for us. It's not just kind of like come to him so our lives are all better. It's like we come to him so we follow him so then we can proclaim his message to other people. We can live our lives um, in front of other people. So this morning... um, it's just a few things, you know, have we, have things drowned, drowned out his voice? Have, have things in our lives got in the way of hearing his voice? Maybe just think about, so, you know, what, what things influence us the most, you know? Um, so we come to him like a child, in a child-like way. And we trust that he gives us what we need. And then one of the verses in John, it says about coming to him. So, we, so his living water can flow through us. So we, we, we're filled up by him. And I think, I think part of it is that we don't believe Jesus is all he says he is. You know, the more we see who he is, you know, and I've just listed loads of things here, but uh, we're going to watch a video in a minute. Um, uh, basically, it's, it's just a preacher, and he's, he's speaking out who Jesus is. And every time I watch it, I think, wow, you know, and I forget just who he is. You know, he's Savior, he's our Lord, he's the healer, he's Redeemer, and the list goes on. Um, so we need to be overwhelmed by him, not overwhelmed by life. His love, his mercy, his grace for us. And I just encourage you this week just to speak these words over your life. Just come, come to me, I will give you rest. Speak his promises over your life. Um, that's what he wants for us. He wants us to be Uh, People who are free so that we can go and that we can share who he is to other people. So if we could show this video and um, and then we'll have a time of worship and we'll, we'll just see where we go from there. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcentre.com.